Sweet. Yes, what's up, man? Mike, I'm great, man. How are you doing? You're doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. great. I'm feeling good. There's a lot going on, and we're going to have to figure it out. Um, welcome to the first ever live taping of the Heat Check podcast. I am your host, Chris Patrick, as always, joined by Michael Benjamin. Um, Cody Tallman is supposed to be here, or just Tallman. I don't know how that's going to work out. Yeah, I think he's, go he's going by just Tallman now. Just Tallman? Is it Tallman, or should we call him just Tallman, the way how I used to go by just Mike? <laughs> just Tallman. He'd be just Tallman. I like that. I like that. Well, if he was here, he could tell us, but he's not. So we got to work with what we got. So uh, hopefully he'll join us. I don't know what he's doing, taking a nap or something, but we'll figure it out. But thank you, anyone who's joining in, uh, tuning in right now with us, who may come in and out throughout, or who's watching back on the feedback. Um, replay, we appreciate it. Leave your comments below. Give us a like, all that good YouTube jazz. But um, yeah, man, so you asked me you asked me what's up, and um, I don't know too much. Honestly, it's, it's a little bit of an interesting time of year as the NBA season's winding down, the sun season obviously over. Uh, you got the Cardinals. Uh, going in, doing these OTAs, these voluntary workouts, different workouts, but really the actual football activities don't start up really till like August, right? Or the end of July. Yeah. As, as far as kind of, you know, the major sports within the Valley, we're in that almost like no man's land time period, right? The yeah. NBA finals are 2-2 are two -two series, but obviously the Suns aren't involved. So, you know, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's, real involvement and, and if they care at all, it just really depends how big of a basketball fan you are. Um, I've been keeping yeah. an eye on what's been going on and seeing a little bit of minutes here and there, catching some clips and and uh, seeing the Celtics take nothing but threes for the last eight minutes of game four. But, you know, that's yeah. something we could completely dive into on a different podcast. Um, but, you know, Diamondbacks are in full swing, but not even – I don't even think we're really that close to the All-Star break yet. I, I don't think so. I'm not even sure when that is. I think it's in the summer, so we actually might be getting close. The season started um, longer ago than you think. Yeah, July 19th is the All-Star game this year. Uh, so we're about a month okay, out. So about a month. Yeah. And yeah, then what? They, the, 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 probably the other major sport, I guess, that's going on right now is uh, WNBA and the Mercury have been – uh, pitiful, but that's because they're missing uh, arguably their best player, who's uh, yeah. illegally detained in Russia right now. So, um, but yeah, I know today we were, we wanted to kind of look at what's been going on with the Arizona Cardinals, um, with OTAs going on, new contracts, new rookies, uh, and a new uh, version of the Arizona Cardinals that's going to be on full display for the country. Uh, this coming uh, season because of hard knocks and they're yeah. being the chosen team to do the full season stint. Uh, I'm definitely excited about that. Um, you know, I, I feel like the Arizona Cardinals uh, social media team has done, you know, kind of little season uh, uh, episodes, you know, just like how social media is such a big presence for all teams nowadays. So they'll have oh, their yeah. own guys going in and filming them at practice and whatnot. But I feel like hard knocks is such a different thing. Um, it's so much more introspective. You're really in front of the players all day long. They're looking for the juiciest content they can get. 
And I feel like last time that we really got something like that was when uh, the Cardinals did all or nothing in their 2015 run yeah. with Carson Palmer and David Johnson. So uh, it's cool to see where we've grown with the new talent that we have. And obviously there's plenty of storylines uh, that I'm sure that the people behind the scenes at HBO are already working on just with D hop, his situation, Kyler Murray's extension and whatnot. So uh, oh, I want to get some thoughts, some opinions tonight. Uh, so I'll pass it back over to you, Chris. Yeah, man. I'm really glad to have you here. Um, Cause you and Cody are the top two Cardinals fans within the, the three man, the three headed dragon of the heat check podcast, if you will. So having that, um, you know, insight, uh, and knowing the history of the team and how it's built, it's really going to be really going to be helpful. But I also like the Cardinals. I keep track of them, obviously born and raised here in the Valley. And I'm curious, curious to see like, yeah, like you're saying with hard knocks, how that incorporates into the chemistry of the team, um, any locker room drama, but plenty of storylines to play on. Uh, you know, you got Hollywood Brown coming in. I saw just before the show looking on Facebook, uh, they're posting, they're going all in on this, Hollywood Brown. He's doing like a YouTube series now. Have you seen that? No, really. It's like going Hollywood or something like that. It showed in this first episode, uh, him <laughs> and Kyla Murray and a bunch of the other guys were like going through the casino for uh, Hollywood Brown's birthday. And um, oh yeah, I yeah, saw those photos yesterday. Kyler's got like a stack of hundreds and he's on the crap table. Goofy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just kind of shows them like gambling and going through the casino. It looked like it was probably here in the valley. But uh, it looks like they're just having a good time and like having all those young guys, you know, building a culture, picking up where Larry left off. You know, he really laid the foundation and I'm glad he got to play, you know, it was it one or two seasons with Kyler, um, full seasons. Larry, Larry? I think, I, I, dude, I really think it was just one. You might I mean, be right. Now it's, now it's been, it seems like it's been forever since Fitz was actually on the field um, for the team before he just kind of went off and, you know, did his thing, did his travels, does his, uh, you know, volunteerism. And, and I know he always does a, like a special kitchen day or, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm definitely messing it up. Uh, he'll have a big like sponsored dinner for, um, you know, philanthropy and giving back to the communities and whatnot. And, it's funny, man. I've, um, so I do a little extracurricular side uh, activity, I guess that you could say, uh, and I, I ref games for the Y. And this mm -hmm. whole last season, um, I was refing games for his younger son. Um, and he was out there mixing it up with the people, just being a normal dad like everybody else. But it's crazy to see such a big established figure like that, especially within Arizona sports in a sporting environment like, yeah. you know, kids basketball. And man, it's almost like he had an aura when he was out there, you know, like family members and, and parents were like, oh, do you think it'd be OK if I went up to say hi to him or <laughs> like you, he's a legend get mad? It's like he's just the most down-to-earth guy and he was mixing it up with everybody shooting baskets with the kids and we definitely That's miss awesome. him but mm -hmm. you know i'm excited to see the new weapons that have evolved with kyler murray like bringing in hollywood brown uh zach Ertz coming back for his second year stint yeah um, you know obviously we're going to be missing d hop for those first six weeks but 
it's time for Rondell Moore to take that sophomore year uh, step up. And other guys like um, James Conner, can he James do it? James Conner, for sure. You know? Can he really kind of be that powerhouse back that commands the ball and, and takes a lot of carries? Um, and then we see what we can do for a second second back. Maybe, you know, Benjamin gets more touches this year. And just the the evolution of this offense, because obviously when it came down to that playoff game against the Los Angeles, there was a lot of things that went wrong, but that offense towards the second half of the season seemed to get stagnant. We weren't putting up as many points as we did to start the season. Yeah. Um, but I think eight and one beginning. And, uh, you know, just continued growth from Kyler Murray. I know we've had plenty of comments, concerns, and, you know, I would say that they're well-deserved at some points, but at, also at the same time, we also do have to respect, you know, the success that he has had, uh, at, especially at such an early stage in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, for and sure. Given that opportunity to continue to grow and, you know, hopefully we can get over the moniker of, of collapsing in the second half of the seasons as we've seen mm-hmm. in the past two and a half years, I'd say. So, yeah, yeah. And that's really something I, I I'm glad we're getting all these points and, and it's rolling. You know, there's a lot of good questions within there. Like how much of I want to know, like how much of that does fall on Cliff Kingsbury when they're coming out hot? Uh, they're, they're, they seem to be making the adjustments and scheming like they need to, to win these games and put up the points. And then somewhere around the halfway mark, 10 games in, it's just a, a sh- severe decline. And you're going into the third, fourth quarter with only three points, you know, seven points. And these are, these are tough games. Like it's really any given Sunday in this league. You, we see it every year, a team that shouldn't win a team that has crazy odds. Uh, Vegas gives them odds of, you know, minus whatever. And they go out or, you know, plus whatever, you know what I'm saying, but they go out and they overcome it. I also think I'm looking at this roster uh, as we've been talking here, and it's really looking like they're leaning towards a youth movement. And I think that might explain a little bit more why they're all in on Cliff and Kyler together, because they're both young. You know, Cliff's a young guy for a head coach. Kyler's obviously a young quarterback. So you put a bunch of young guys around him that can relate, um, but still have those foundational pieces like J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins that can set an example. Now, how much of an example did D. Hop? set by getting suspended but if you believe what he says it's not his fault which i mean at the end of the day the right thing and the thing he will even admit is it is his fault it's always his fault what he puts in his body but at the same time acknowledging that you know shit happens oh you got this you got this picture here let me see add that to the stream right and you know money money uh, that's that's always like you get caught in a catch 2020 right because you want to support your guy and you really want to be behind him and say you know what? Yeah, D Hop, shit, man. It's just a unfortunate situation. It, you must have got told something different from your trainers, and now we're stuck in this predicament. There's not much that you can do, but hey, you know, make sure you're training, you keep your regiment going, so by the time week seven rolls around, you're ready to step up on the on the, the field and, yeah. and really get integrated. Um, but then there's that other side where it's like. How can you be a multimillionaire professional athlete and not have those T's crossed when it comes down to specific regimen and the and the items that you're putting into your body? And right. if it's your trainer that was misinformed, 
how are they your trainer? Hopefully that guy's gone now. You know, hopefully that's not his trainer anymore. Honestly, um, yeah. Because how, how could you kind of forget what what items are uh, banned substances and whatnot? Yeah. But, you know, these two guys right here, man, they're, they're the ones who are going to have to step up uh, and carry the load for the first uh, for the first six weeks. Uh, you know, growing yeah. pains as always. I know they played together at Oklahoma, um, but you know the NFL is a different game. It's it's big 100%. boy football. It's a lot faster. Um, but both of these guys have shown that they're all pro caliber uh, players. Uh, so I'm I'm excited to see kind of where they set themselves um, apart from other um, quarterback wide receiver duos in this league. So especially with how dynamic both of them are in regards to speed. So, yeah, absolutely. They, they're both game changers at their respective positions. And I, I do think that we get that criticism a lot of this is a college team. This is pretty boy football. You know, you take the college coach, the college quarterback, his college buddy. Um, but Hollywood knows what he's doing. He did good for the Ravens, the Ravens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I should know that of all people, but um yeah, so I mean, I think it all comes together. What I wanted to ask you is, with the with the young squad, they like the social media. They like putting together the YouTube channel. They're, uh, you know, love, like the camera, like being on Twitch streams. So, how much do you think HBO Hard Knocks is gonna influence the culture in the locker room? Do you think they'll truly be able to just focus in and tune in every every practice, every game when the cameras are there, or do you think they're gonna try and be doing extra for the cameras? Well, I mean, Disrupting you, already talk, you already talked about how Hollywood Brown kind of has his, um, you know, his YouTube channel that he's been working on. Do, do we know how long that's been going on? Maybe if you could double check and see. Yeah, like, yeah. His first video post. Um, but, you know, Kyler Murray has been with FaZe Clan and doing his kind of e-gaming stuff for a couple years now. Um, and just the generalized, you know, factor of, everybody's got a phone and everybody's taking videos and doing TikToks or doing little clips to go viral, man. That's just a part of everyday nature with professional athletes. Um, so having those camera crews in, I don't think is going to really be too much different than what we already see on a day-to-day -day basis for these guys. Cause you know, you have your social media teams who are there during practices, during OTAs, taking little clips so they can share onto the platforms. Um, and keep fans involved. Um, it's, you know, it's a 24 seven business nowadays, you know, yeah. comparative to just the, the newspaper clippings that we were reading um, every so often. So how much of a distraction could it be? Uh, I think there's going to be some guys who will get a little bit more distracted than others. Some guys who are probably a little bit more low key don't really want to be crazy within the limelight and yeah. just want to put their head down and go to work. Uh, mm -hmm. But then there's guys, you know, like Kyler and Hollywood Brown, where this is a part of their everyday business, man. I don't think it's going to affect them whatsoever with, with how they attack the game, because at this point, you know, they're probably, I mean, there's, they're not crazy veterans, but they've been in this league long enough to understand what it takes to be successful. And hopefully, They've seen the next steps that you really need to take to get over that hump to be NFL champions, specifically yeah. Kyler Murray. Um, you know, um, Hollywood Brown, it, 
you can't be no slouch to help a guy get an MVP as well. I know Lamar Jackson had crazy numbers and did different things and uh, both rushing and throwing the football, but that's something that Kyler Murray can do as well. So maybe that kind of, you know, wisdom from seeing what an MVP season looked like can, you know, Hollywood can help out Kyler and get him over yeah. the next step. But, you know, at this point, I think both of these guys and this team and this organization understand where we were just a couple of years ago with Steve Wilkes and getting the first the first overall pick to pick Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. the continued trajectory that we're going on, and the sour taste that has to be in your mouth after that embarrassing um, playoff oh. uh, performance against Los Angeles last mm-hmm. year to end your season and the way that we've been sliding on second halves of seasons. So, you know, yeah. that mentality and that readiness, I think, is going to be there for this team. Yeah. I think so too. And and just to touch on the one point you made in there is Hollywood Brown coming from the Ravens playing with Lamar Jackson, who won an MVP. The the Ravens have an established culture, whether you like them or not. They they don't fuck around. They got a good it's still a Harbaugh coach in them, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they they he's been there for as long as I can remember. So they 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 got hopefully what I'm what I'm saying is I hope that he really does bring that uh professionalism that, you know, true work ethic and seriousness of it to the Cardinals. And, you know, because him and Kyler are buddies, obviously, I think they have similar work ethic. I don't think Kyler's a slouch um, by any means. But going back kind of to the, the question I was asking you and and touching on a few of those points, I do I do get a little worried, you know, like because I'm looking at Marquise Brown's uh, YouTube here, and I don't know if he might have scrubbed some stuff because this is just what I pulled up now, but it looks like he's got a workout video from two years ago, uh, Florida Gator Goats Episode 7. So he wanted to save that one. So I don't know if there were more episodes. There's off-season vibes from a year ago. Uh, looks like he might even be with Kyler. Nope, that's not a Cardinal jersey. Yeah, so he was still on the Ravens then. And then one day ago is when season one, episode one ago in Hollywood. So is this is this something he was always going to do? Um, or is this because of, you know, kind of riding the tails of hard knocks? You know, he can plug his brand, help check out my YouTube channel. And also you see up here, check out his Twitch stream. So you know him and yeah. Kyler are playing Warzone together or something. Right. Oh, dude, I I probably wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, especially if he's not been as consistent with it. Um, yeah. You know, I wonder, I'll have to watch that video. I wonder if he uses maybe some of the Hard Knocks crew, you know, and uses some of their clips. It's going to be a little bit higher quality. I know these guys can get the best cameras right. and whatnot that, that money can buy. but and hire some guys to follow else. them around for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, maybe... For- yeah, go for it. No, I was just going to say from what I watched of it, and I didn't watch a ton of it, but it didn't seem like a you know crazy production. It didn't seem like there was any crazy editing. Um, just a lot of raw footage with some music playing, some transitions, which, you know, no knocking that. Like, that's that's great for what it is. But um, So maybe it is just something he's doing for fun for the fans, get his brand, you know, on all these platforms. And it, and it is truly, you know, something innocent like that and not riding that. But it wouldn't it wouldn't it be smart to – Kind of ride the coattails of Hard Knocks for your own self-promotion? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I mean, I remember there was one guy from when the Houston Texans did it a couple years ago. Uh, he was a defensive back. I think his name was Charles James. Uh, man, his social media took off because of how prevalent he was within that show. He definitely had a big mm-hmm. personality. Um, and that's right. what Hard Knocks likes to do, right? You know, you 
obviously it's showing an inside introspective on what an NFL training camp looks like, you know, the grind that it takes, the disappointment that, you know, certain players get when they have, when they get cut going down to that 53 man roster, but they want a couple of characters and then we'll, they'll normally hand pick some guys after they, you know, get to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. Not one guy was Charles James and, I just remember right around that time, all the social media started taking off. Now I see him playing Madden against kind of big time streamers through YouTube or just general YouTubers, Twitch streamers, whatnot. Uh, and yeah. he's kind of made that his like side hustle now after his you know playing career is done. It wasn't very long, but he took advantage of the situation that was presented to him. So I think you'd be dumb not to, especially if yeah. you're a younger guy who's a little bit more prevalent you're coming to a new situation and maybe it's more of, you know, him looking at, Hey, let me give a little bit more of an inside glimpse before the cameras come on to, to, you know, really show what they want to show. You know, I I don't think any players really get sign off on what hard knocks is um, putting out there. Obviously every man has sign off on what he's going to say to the camera, but um, you've been there where, uh, you know, camera crews will manipulate things and oh, yeah. show tension where it really ever wasn't or um, whatnot. So uh, I definitely want to take a look at that. And maybe he's just given more of a uh, inside glimpse of him, who he is, um, and yeah. how his relationship with Kyler is established already uh, and gets, get the fans kind of pumped and excited to see them on the field together. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's excited. And, I, you know, it's – for better or worse, he's going to be thrown right into the fire week one as, as wide receiver one with Hopkins being out there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And actually, I don't know. We were talking about doing this. Uh, let me see. Cardinals. You want to do this right now, then? We'll look at the Cardinals schedule and see, um, especially with these first six games and the suspension, what what kind of impact that's going to have. Because it is a six uh, six game suspension for DeAndre Hopkins, right? Six games, yeah. Yeah, let's take a look. Word, word. I'm, I was trying to find this real quick because we were talking about – and I I might get ridiculed. This might make me a hypocrite because I am a gamer. I like video games. I have no problem with streamers. But as we've talked about before, I just – it rubs me a little bit the wrong way when you see these guys go out and have a poor performance on the field and then two hours later they're hopping on their Twitch stream to play Call of Duty. As a fan it's of, of the NFL product, I don't – that doesn't make me – more inclined to want to watch your Twitch stream when you just got blown out. Now there might be separate, like there might be some people that love Kyler Murray, the Twitch streamer and don't really watch his football. I mean, I it's possible I would assume, but, and then you hear about guys like Deandre and I don't even know if he, I'd imagine he's streaming it he, again. Like you kind of said, he'd be dumb not to take advantage of every, you know, type of monetization and expanding the brand. But you hear about these articles about sometimes he's not getting to bed until, you know, all hours of the morning, only getting a couple hours of sleep. And then having to wake up at six to, you know, eat his breakfast and his protein shake and get in the gym and all that. And so that's going to you're going to start to wonder on nights when he's having a poor performance. Um, you know, is this because was this one of those nights he was staying up late, you know, go back and check the tape here. I'll, I'll pull this up real quick just before we switch topics. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely have seen a lot more ramblings, especially since that article came out that he did with ESPN, uh, Aiton, in regards to his love for video games. Mm-hmm. I, dude, I have no problem with video games, man. I love video games. I don't play them as much as I used to, but 
but I understand the entertainment value that comes with it, especially mm -hmm. if you're a big sports guy and you, you know, there's some athletes that use those sports games kind of as practice. Um, only to a certain extent, obviously, the game's way different than what 2K is putting out there for you or men. Yeah. But, you know, play your games, big fella, you know, anybody. I understand that. But the one thing that gets kind of crazy to me is if it starts to affect a schedule for your body to really be growing as it needs to, especially as a 22-year-old, you yes. know that your body is still growing, the the amount of rest that athletes truly need. Yeah, I mean, he might be taking some naps here and there throughout the day, but you really need your, you know, six hours minimum. At least. Um, for your for your brain to reset, for your body to really recover and whatnot. And if that's getting affected, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if I can stand behind that. And I saw a lot of people who were like, I can't believe you're going out this young kid for wanting to play video games. Yeah. I don't give a shit that he wants to play video games. Play all the video games that you want. But when mm -hmm. it really starts to affect your work, it's the same way with any kind of other situation. You have so. to take a step back and look at if this is the right thing to do or I have to adjust it properly. It's as simple as that. So, yep. you know. And it's the, the other thing, too, where you say uh, two hours after the Cardinals game, Kyler Murray is already streaming. I mean, like. The game's over, right? You shake hands, you go, you shower, you strip down, you get talked to by the coach, you have to do media, whatever. And then, he, like, within that time frame, he goes home and he's already on. So quick. Stream. Like, so quick. Well, I feel like most of these guys probably live 40, 45 minutes away from the stadium, anyways. I mean, Glendale's out. In Scottsdale, there. yeah, Paradise Scottsdale. Valley. Yeah. So that's literally like one track minded where it's like, okay um stripped out freaking in the shower for two minutes change get in front of the media answer a couple questions out the door and on stream i mean literally probably drops keys, <laughs> grabs a soda and sits down to go at it yeah yeah it is impressive i guess you could you could say that that shows kyler murray's work ethic that he's there when he's go. done with his day job he goes and works a second job on twitch.tv <laughs> Making these, but look, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I saw this on Reddit uh, from Devin Booker's uh, Snapchat or Instagram or something. Uh, Night shift with the with the laughing emoji. Thirty four kills in a game of Warzone. Now this could be rebirth um, for all those gamers out. Warzone, if you die once, you can have you can fight it out in the gulag, but then you're done. But rebirth, if you if you die and your team stays alive for a certain amount of time, you'll automatically get respawned without a gulag. So you know maybe that's what it is, but still thirty four kills. You know, it looks like his team's doing really well here. I don't know if they won. It doesn't look like they won, but he he's putting in the work. He's And so I think the caption was, let me see if I can pull it up here. Because, you know, Reddit comes with the sarcasm and the snark. Yeah, can't can't help but think we'd be in the finals now if Book didn't take his gaming too seriously. <laughs> so, you know, there's takes like that out there. So it's all, it's optics too, right? And that's where, that's where I, it, it starts to rub me the wrong way and why I think, what I'm trying to articulate is that's why I have a problem with it. It's not that Kyler Murray's on Twitch. Go for it, you know? And, and yet, you're right. What do I expect him to do after a game? The media, you know, you played the game, you did the media. Your job is to go home and relax and rest and get ready to do it all tomorrow. Now, you think the people that are making the Hall of Fame are the guys like Tom Brady who probably goes home and stays up till 
one in the morning. Watch, no, probably not. He's in bed by nine o'clock every night, but he probably goes home and watches two hours. He probably watches the game the second he gets home, probably mm-hmm. takes his notes so that when he watches it again the next day, he can refer to his notes and be like, yeah, I was right there. I was right there. I missed this. I missed this. And, you know, probably watches it two, three times. Now that's like a Tom Brady's robotic. So it's not fair to, you know, compare every quarterback to Tom Brady, but there's levels, you know, there are guys like Vince Young where they, ha- they give him a, a tape, tell him to watch the playbook. And that's actually just like a movie. It's like the hangover. And they ask him the next, did you hear about that story with Vince Young? No. Oh man. It's great. I got to find, I, I'll, I'm going to fuck it up a little bit, but essentially he was accused of not watching tape. And so the offensive quarterback, or I'm sorry, the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach uh, gave him like a disc and it was like a burned uh, DVD of something, just some random bullshit, like a movie or something. Uh-huh. And then he comes into practice the next day or the next practice. And the coach is like, Oh, what did you see on the game tape? And he's like, Oh, you know, I saw my drop back. I know I saw my looks, blah, 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 bullshit. And then he's like, Oh really? Cause that disc I gave you was homeward bound or whatever it was <laughs> like, it was, it was like totally busted. So it's like, that's like, do- like bottom, bottom of the barrel work ethic where it's like, you've just skated by on your talent your whole life. Uh-huh. Um, I, I maybe maybe it's not Vince Young. If it's not Vince Young, I'm sorry, but it was one of those quarterbacks from that oh, you era. Know what? Oh I no, it was, like um, it was Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell, that's right. I'm sorry, Vince yeah. Young. I'm sorry, Vince Young. Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. Um, poor, similar poor play Vince style. Young. Give me that put, at least. Put <laughs> some respect on his name. Put some respect on Vince Young. Yes, that was Jamarcus Russell. So you heard about that, but um, yeah. But yeah, so there's like levels, right? There's guys like that. Jamarcus Russell just skated by on his talent. Um, there's. You know, I don't, I don't want to say Kyler Murray doesn't have the most severe work ethic, but obviously he's in some contract shit, not showing up to OTAs. You think if a highly competitive guy would be chomping at the bit to do that, he's hopping on Twitch streams two hours after a loss and, you know, really seems like he cares more about his personal brand than the Arizona Cardinals brand and winning a championship. Um, but that's – I'm rambling, but all I'm going to say is optics are everything. And in my mind, and obviously some guys on Reddit, when these guys are – losing big games, choking in the playoffs, sleeping for two hours, being on Twitch all the time, it can kind of start to rub you the wrong way if, if you're not producing on the field or the court. But what do you, what do you think on that? Like, I think you've kind of, we've kind of talked about it, so I want to wrap it up, but do you think that it's not overall too much of a big deal for these guys? Or would you agree that it's kind of a bad optic to be at certain times being on these social medias at at inappropriate times? Yeah. I mean, Two hours after the game is odd, right? There's exactly, I think you hit it right on right uh, the nail on the head. Um, I don't have any problems with guys playing games, um, just certain time frames uh, where it happens, you know, an hour and a half after a game. I, I might be thinking, oh my God, did you even take a shower? Right. You probably smell like freaking absolute dog crap. Just hit him with but... the Axe body spray a couple times, like eighth grade. But I, I understand that everybody has their hobbies. Everybody has their ways to decompress. Um, oh, yeah. And I guess another thing, too, for Kyler Murray, since he is signed with FaZe Clan, I wonder if he has to do a certain amount of streams to still, like, have the moniker to be si- signed within the organization mm-hmm. and get whatever kind of check that he gets from them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and not- that guy, go for it. Just real quick to interject, not just FaZe Clan, but Twitch in general. To be a Twitch partner and get your shit on the front page, you have to stream for like, you know, 20 plus hours a week and have an average. It's not much. It's like average of 10 viewers every stream or something congruently. Right. But, but, but yeah, don't go ahead. But the amount that you need to do, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like 
there is times that the, I, I understand there's times in the day where you can get it done, especially for these guys. I know they have regimens, but they probably have a lot more free time than, you know, the normal average Joe who has their nine to five. Whereas at home, they got to do their chores and their just generalized, you know, upkeep. And then maybe we're only getting online at nine o'clock at night, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to play some games. But I understand optics and I understand where it comes from, but, um, I also understand that, hey, man, shit, I enjoy some gaming. Uh, I, I want them to do it as well. And, hey, you know, maybe that they're good at that. That means that they can have good hand-eye coordination. Exactly like D-Book's dropping 34 kills. Hey. Hey, that's. Well, maybe next time next time that you're trying to cross up Drew Holiday, don't get the ball stripped, you know. That was a couple of years ago, so maybe there's progress now. That's a good spin. <laughs> maybe maybe helps with the court vision. You know, if he can see the sniper up in the nest, maybe he can see his open teammate. Exactly. The see the double yeah. coming early. Yeah. Get the ball out. Yes. Okay. Okay. You, see, you, you just got to find the silver lining <laughs> and everything, Chris. There That's is. what it comes down to. You're right. You're right. Optics are overrated. That's a boomer take. Um, let the young kids live. So... <laughs> That's I'll let that rest for now, but I assure you it won't be the last time I talk about it. Cause then the here we'll pull it up here. We start in week one when the Cardinals lose to the Kansas City Chiefs at home and Kyler Murray's on his Twitch stream two hours later. I'm not gonna be the happiest camper. But no faith. No faith little, that early. Little faith. Little faith. That's a that's an afternoon start, 125. No, and I, you know, I understand this is a home game uh, at State Farm Stadium, but this is also um, a new off, new offensive weapons that have to really get together and, and solidify how they're going to work together on the field. You don't have Christian Kirk anymore. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out the first six weeks, so you got to figure out how you're really going to distribute the rock. Um, and obviously, you you know, I know NFL rosters are always continuously changing. Um, so people have to kind of figure out what their roles are going to be. 100%. And the one thing we do know is that the Kansas City Chiefs have been uh, a powerhouse in the NFL for the past five years. Um, so you kind of know what you're going to get from them. I know they've lost Tyreek Hill, um, but I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to get uh, – Travis Kelsey, the rock early and often. I think Clyde Edwards Hitler will take a little bit uh, more of a step up this year mm -hmm. um, and get okay. the running game and get the running game going a little bit more. So yeah, I could definitely see this one as a loss uh, just to start the season because you got things you got to figure out as well. And that's why that week two game, I'm kind of almost in the point where I, that's like a crapshoot game for me as well. Um, yeah. So my, the reason I say that is because the the Raiders are going to have a, another big weapon added to their uh, arsenal with uh, Devontae Adams. But, you know, it's going to take time for everybody to figure out, you know, okay, is Darren Waller going to – I know he's been the main guy. He's probably seen, you know, 15-plus uh, targets a game, it seems like, for the past two, two and a half years as uh, Derek Carr's primary uh, offensive weapon. But, you know, how does that fit together now? You add some other key pieces to your defense. Um, you know, I that'll be that that first week one will be a feel-out game for both of those teams. So then I expect a dogfight in week two. Um, 
I'd like to say that the Cardinals will sneak this one out, but I don't know how you feel on that. Yeah, I think I'm with you. It's a, it's a toss. I mean, as far as it being a toss up, um, uh, just to touch back on week one real quick in the Chiefs, I do think you're right. Patrick Mahomes, he has still has his weapons, right? Kelsey Hilaire is a second or third, third year running back, I think. Uh, he could start to really come into his own. And then uh, they just have these speedy receivers that they can air out. I think I expect McCole Hardman, Hardman to, to mm-hmm. take a big load at the receiver position. And I think they wouldn't have traded Tyree Kill if they didn't think that he was up for the task or at least taken on a good portion of those targets. So either way, I think the Kansas City Chiefs as a whole unit are more well-established. We'll see if their defense still holds up. I know there have been they've been kind of a question mark. People weren't too sure about them, but – I, th- I think it's a still a pretty solid teams. I don't keep up with them, but I don't think they made a lot of changes in the offseason. So I expect that'll be a tough game. Um, and we have the benefit of being at home, but I am going to say that's, like I said, it's going to be an L there. With the Raiders, though, I could see an, an optimistic W if it was at home. But being at Allegiant Stadium, uh, first road game, still kind of figuring out our offense. Um, our defense can carry us, but this, you know, we got to put up those points. We can't be having, uh, you know, three to seven points going into the fourth quarter and, and the second half of the game. We've got to be putting points on the board to keep up with these teams. Because like you said, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, the Raiders are no joke. Uh, as volatile as that team's been internally and with a lot of stuff that they have going on, I, I would I'm st- I, st- I would still worry. So I'd say it'll probably be close. I hope it's a good game um, and would love to see a win there on the road, start the season, you know, not 0-2. But uh, yeah, I think uh, pessim- you know, pessimistically, I'm going to say that's probably a loss too. And then that's that's even more tough to say going into a week three against uh, the uh, defending Super Bowl champions. Um, they retained a lot of their talent. Uh, no Odell Beckham Jr. Um, they still got or no Von Miller. Uh, so they're a little bit they a little bit shaken up. But they you know still got Cooper Cup, uh, Daryl Henderson Jr. I think is his name, the running back. And Matt Stafford uh, is still hungry to try and get another one while while the iron's hot. So the Rams, you know, that's even at home, even in State Farm Stadium for me, with all the question marks the Cardinals kind of have right now, I think that could – I think we could be looking at 0-3 to start the season, Mike. What about you? I mean, that's going to be tough. You're missing your number one uh, option on the offense. I wouldn't be surprised um, – Ah, uh, yeah, those are three really, really tough matchups to start the season. I know, um, you know, all three of these teams are have a little bit pieces that are moving around, but you know, their general core are are still together. And I mean, I like what the Raiders did last year, and they're showing in the playoffs. Um, they're only going to get better from what they've added, and the Rams are Super Bowl champions, man. So. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too, I feel like the last time that you guys, you and Cody talked about the schedule as well is it's like, dude, we can't win at home against the Rams. They always win here. Yeah. If, we, if we're going to get one on them, we're going to sneak it in LA for some reason, no matter what, but they just have, they have our number here. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, I could see starting off 0-3 um, and then, that's another team, week four. Man, what is it about the Carolina Panthers that this team cannot freaking be successful against? It's crazy. They're never world beaters. They're never like a, a team that I'm really scared about. 
But fuck, dude, they just find a way to shit the bed against them, especially the past probably decade. You know, oh, the yeah. last time that I really remember us really putting the putting the work to them was in 2009 when we went on that Super Bowl run, and I think in the divisional round. But last year we got our asses whooped by them. Yeah, we were watching that game. Absolutely, absolutely inferior team in every facet. And then I feel like the year before, or a year, or um, I don't know, two years before that, there's another guy, the guy who freaking is making his first start. Was it uh, Kyle Allen or something like that? John, John, not Josh Allen. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, just guy puts on a. Um, it goes on a war path and oh, like an, all, an all pro freaking quarterback. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't ever make sense. And they always seem to have our numbers. So maybe this will be a similar situation. Whereas when they come here, we always lose to them. Okay. We'll go there this year and we'll get that first win of the season. We'll take it back. Yeah. 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 That could be, that could be. Cause when do we, when do we go to LA uh, week 10? So we'll have hot back. Um, yeah. At SoFi. And I think I don't know about the Rams because they've only been in L.A. for a little bit now. But L.A. fans in general have a very strong presence here and people move here from California. You can you can take the L.A. You can take the you can take the fan out of L.A., but you can't take the L.A. out of the fan. And so they're you know, and I don't blame them. I'd, be, I'd move somewhere. I'd still be a car. I'd still be a Suns fan. I'd still be a Cardinals fan. But that's the problem with transplants and being a transplant transplant market is you're going to get a lot of this, um, you know, whenever the Packers come to town, whenever the Lakers come to town, you know, whenever the Yankees, the Cubs, you name it, any given sport, uh, their fandom comes with them to the Valley. Uh, and they pass that down to generations. That's why I'm a Steelers fan. My whole mom's side of the family migrated out here from Pittsburgh. And I grew up being a Steelers fan because that's what we, the team, that's what the family was cheering for. Those were the jerseys I had. And then as I got older and my friends were rooting for the Cardinals and obviously I could go to the games here, I'm going to keep up with the home team. You know, you root for the home team, but making my point more broadly, it is tough. Um, And so I think it's like, that's why we're kind of able to, some of our teams are able to block it out a little better on away games. And maybe that's why, because the, the, not to get off topic, but the Suns had a pretty stellar road record, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe that doesn't work as well for us because the Suns do have a pretty popping fan base right now. But you you would think for the Cardinals, they are they should be used to having enemies in their nest, you know, used to the cheese heads and these people coming in. So it's nothing new when you go on the road and you're here in a loud stadium, hearing booze or seeing the other team's colors. I think that's why maybe it is more likely that we could go into LA and steal one. But to the pan to the Panthers' point. They got Sam Darnold. As long as he doesn't have mono, uh, he's a pretty solid quarterback. I think that was a good move for them to snag him from the Jets. But it, it's tough because we were watching that game together. Uh, Cardinals were heavily favorited, and they had just signed Cam Newton off the streets. Off the streets. He was on like a fashion show somewhere in Paris, and they said, Hey, Cam, we need you on Sunday. Can you come run three into the end zone for us? Uh, he had t- at least two, maybe yeah. three in that game. I don't remember. But it was he just ridiculous. Two and then he threw another one. And he threw one, right? Ran two, threw one. Yeah. So it's tough. And that's that's some that's some mental shit that maybe will be tough to get over in Carolina. Cause I'm also looking at the schedule. Um 
who the fuck schedules? Oh, that's our preseason. Okay. So we kind of bounce, right? So we start at home and then go into Vegas. That's not a very far trip. That's a quick one hour plane ride. No problem. Piece of cake. Then we come back home. So pretty easy. But then we fly to the East Coast and we come back home and then we fly up north to Seattle and we come back home and then we fly to Minnesota. So it's a lot of like, you know, hopping back and forth. I don't think, I mean, having a week apart NFL, it's a little bit different, but uh, I just, you know, you always worry about Cardinals and East Coast games, uh, even in even in October, right. at the beginning of October, it's still gonna it's gonna be nice weather, but it'll be it'll be cooling down. Whereas it's, it'll so, still be in the nineties here. Starts, yeah, and the early start. Well, at least one oh one oh nine p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's probably that's gonna be like four o'clock or four thirty. Um, well, so that's yeah. still, still be an afternoon start over there. What do, do we have any? What are our primetime games? We can look at that. Uh, Thursday night, oh, week seven. Yeah, and I think what that should be the first week back for D Hop. So I, I'll oh, say yeah. that's a win. Uh, the Saints obviously still have kind of the QB carousel and trying to figure out okay, is it Jameis Winston? Is it Taysom Hill? Um, yeah. We'll see. But that one's at home. We should That play should be juiced, especially for D Hop coming back. Um, absolutely. Then, absolutely. I know we didn't really touch on the Eagles one and the Seahawks one too much, but Eagles, I still think they're a little bit away. I, they're a team that's getting better, but we should handle business there. And the Seahawks, we should sweep the fuck out of them this year. Yeah. Like we should yeah. literally beat the brakes off of that team without batting an eye. Because that's what you have 100%. to do if you want to be a team that is taking that next step and continuing the upwards trajectory that this team has been doing the past four years. You have to beat the brakes off of teams like that, like the Seattle Seahawks that are in transition, trying to figure out the next steps to go with their franchise. You got to take no mercy on them, especially with what they've done with Russell Wilson to this, uh, to this team the past decade. Oh yeah. You got to start imposing your will and really getting out that frustration of a decade's worth of losing uh, out to them. And I know that we would go to Seattle and win those games a lot, which is great. We have a good record against them, a decent record, I'd say, against those Russell Wilson-led teams. But that those Seattle teams had a lot better success in the, in the postseason than we did. And that should matter yes. more than the head-to-head -head, uh, matchups ever do, right? Mm -hmm. I, oh, yeah. I care about successful postseason success more than do I have a better record over Seattle in the past 10 years than not? Because they were always there pushing to play in NFC championship games and and be there at the end of seasons, really uh, fighting for a Lombardi. So I don't give a shit if you, be, if you beat them in Seattle that one year, especially if you finish five and 11, don't sniff the playoffs. So this is yeah. the year we got to beat, we got to beat the brakes off of these fools, man. Yeah. We, we have to send a message to the, I mean, more broadly, the rest of the league, but really the NFC West and the Seahawks that it's, hey, it's our turn. You know, you guys, like you said, you guys have been coming in here with Russell Wilson uh, being, battling us. And we've had some, we've taken some from him, but more so, you. I remember specifically, what was it, the 52 to zero game? Oh that, you know, we, we need to give, hand them one of those types of games. Yeah, that exactly. would be great to do this season. But yeah, kind of working my way back on this list real quick. I do think that it's going to be electric when uh, Hop comes back week seven. So I'm going to put a, a win there. for the. I think it's honestly, it should be, we start 0-3. Uh, 
Um, and But we figure some shit out. So maybe we look good against the Rams, but we come up short. And then we come out to Carolina like, we got to get a fucking win. We are not going to start 0-4. Yeah. So I'm going opti- to say they're going to beat Carolina. They're going to beat the Eagles. They're going to beat the Seahawks. So we'll be 500 when D-Hop comes back and then take it over. Oh, wow, it's on Prime Video. That's interesting. And um, that's all you can ask for, right? You don't have your primary weapon. You, if you can s- scratch out a 500 record by the time you get him back and other guys are starting to click a little bit more, um, you know, everybody's kind of figuring out their lane. And if you can add a piece like that, I mean, all you're going to do is propel your team. So uh, this Vikings game is one of those that I could see the way that we won last year um, and that missed field goal at, at uh, basically the end of the game. I could see karma coming back around and some craziness happened where they sneak that one out as mm-hmm. well. But then you have two great opportunities following uh, with, you know, NFC West opponents to maybe start putting yourself in a position to win the division. Um, obviously, you'd have to see where the Rams are sitting and if if they're continuing their success that they had last year. Right. Um, but that's going to be the stretch that really – shows what kind of team you are and it sucks to say that right because what the cardinals were eight and one nine and one at this point last year and then the last six weeks is where they crumbled but you've got to get there and then you've got to start that that final third of the season uh you know push yourself uh up a little bit more and and have a strong showing to the end of the season to give yourself momentum going into the playoffs yeah yeah, absolutely. Finishing strong for this team is going to be huge. I think th- through the last couple of seasons, like you said, we've seen with Cliff uh, falling off. The not, I don't want to say Cliff because it's the whole team, obviously. It's a big roster. But starting out strong and then falling off. So if we're starting out 3-3, three and three, that's not a strong start that we've seen in the past couple of years. So that even puts more emphasis on our need to have a better second half of the season. And I think you're right. I think the Vikings game could be a toss-up. That's an, a very interesting team. Um it's they got some pieces right it's going to depend on their health uh and that time of year luckily they play inside uh late october in minnesota is probably getting a little chilly but not too bad um but they play inside so it doesn't matter anyway i i think they could win that one again so then you're looking at potentially what do we say three and three so then they could be six and three by the time we see the rams next in la and if you got momentum of losing three and then winning six straight you could go into LA with a lot of momentum and and possibly I don't want to say steal one, but I think it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. And then you're looking at being seven and three. You're either seven and three or six and four. And six and four, while not the greatest position to be in, you can still let's see, let's see, can they finish it out? Because um, we this is we get to week eleven and we haven't even played San Francisco once, and that's the Mexico City game in our I first meeting. I- and I think that's one of the craziest like scheduling debacles that I've seen in a long time. I understand that the game, the NFL is trying to grow the game and get it into different markets, right? Because yeah. it's becoming an international game, and you want to you know cater to some of those that are going to be more successful. Having the Niners and the Cardinals are the two perfect teams to play in Mexico City. But how do you put them on the Monday night game and then not give the team the bye week in week 12 is absolutely blasphemous to me. So you're telling me that this team has to go and travel out of country, 
I know Mexico is not that far for us, but no. it's still there's just a lot of different protocols that going that, that takes going to a different country, especially Mexico, yeah. you know, and you're going to be bringing tr trucks and, tr and charters and equipment and all the different moving parts that go with that. And then you got to come back and then play on a short week against the Los Angeles Chargers team. That's only going to be better from last year as well. Weren't they a playoff team? Or oh, they yeah. just right? or they were right. Uh, Justin mm -hmm. Herbert is is you know almost putting himself in the top uh, the top A tier of quarterbacks in the in the National Football League. I don't understand how that fucking was messed up that that bad. How yeah. do you give them a short week coming out of country? Uh, how is the bye week not week twelve and then we play the Chargers week thirteen? Mm -hmm. I, I I don't get it, but hey. Hopefully that by that point of the season, the team is really going to be clicking on all, all cylinders and trying to figure out things for themselves um, and, and have things really settled down to the point where they understand, hey, let's go. Let's handle business against San Francisco. Maybe Trey Lance is playing and he's going through his growing pains as a, a new starting quarterback. We can handle business there and then come for a dogfight against the Chargers. And then yeah. you get your week off to reset, refocus, and recover that body from all the travel and the beat downs that you've taken for the past three months. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you can finish that second half of the season strong. But the one thing that I get worried about with that too is, okay, maybe you, maybe the uh, the players see that short week and they can taste the off week coming back from Mexico, and then they don't show up for that. Uh, that game against the Chargers, mm -hmm. they get boat waste. Um, and that's a worry that I have for sure on that game. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's concerning because you can look at it like they're maybe they're thinking, oh, uh, it's all West Coast. They're going to be on the West Coast pretty much this whole time at home, then California. And then, but Mexico City, it's no joke. Like when you said that, I thought about it. Mexico City and Stadium Azteca is in like southern Mexico. It's a pretty good drive. So I pulled it up here real quick on my phone. It's a good 1,500 miles. It shows that if you took your car from my house to the stadium, the fastest route, you would you would have to do it a day. And so 26 hours straight drive from here to the stadium. And so flying even, that's got to be a pretty good flight. Absolutely, um, yeah. And You're almost thinking about like a – not obviously not cross-country, but – it's almost like a travel from here to Chicago, probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's still – that's a good distance. And then have to come back on a short week and play one of the better teams in the NFL, probably probably one of the best teams. It's tough. I mean, that division for them is going to be ridiculous, man. It is. It is. Yeah, like you say, looking at with Trey Lance, and there are a lot of questions going on with that team. But they still have Kittle. I think they still have Debo Samuel. I don't think they've traded him yet. Uh, but no, they, I what, think he's finally back. I think he finally showed up to training camp. Oh, he did? Well, he should. You know, young guys, you know, honor your contract, play hard, move on. He's going he's gonna to get his money, man. He's yeah. going to get his money. Yeah, he is. So I think, yeah, it could be interesting. It, again, it it's all I, – I'm a true believer in momentum. But also – there's oh, so many facts. Like we can look. This team could. Any of these teams could look totally different by this point in the season. Because injuries. There's 
death, taxes, and a player on your favorite team is going to get injured in the NFL season. Maybe not the best player, but there's going to be a- any team, every team. I don't. I would love to see a stat or if any team's ever gone a full season without an injury. And I mean like an injury where a player misses a, a game or more. Or, right. you know, because it's got to – it's it happens to every team it happens every season it's a one of the most physical if not the most physical sport we play in the world in this country especially i mean if you anyone might be oh ufc is so physical yeah because you're literally punching them in the face but like that's some that's something completely different um so yeah i think it, it could this schedule looks pretty taxing uh when you consider what a bloodbath like this is going to be a brawl here and then i don't know what the travel plans look like but you got you know, I'd imagine some added stress and anxiety of traveling to a foreign country, what the security is going to look like, what the tr- what the arrangement is going to look like, how much preparation you're going to be able to do. Because instead of, uh, you know, being at home or being on the road and having your practice facility, you know, the day before you're in a completely foreign country and uh, whatever types of facilities and time you get at Stadium Azteca. Um, last time they played there, they were in a fucking cage, Mike. It was a cage match. Do you remember that? I don't know if no, it was the Cardinals. It was, me. it was Derek Carr. Let me let me try and pull this up real quick. I'm gonna drop this down. But yeah, let me try and pull this up because it was a literal cage match last time around the stadium. Around the field. What in the world? Like inside within the stadium, there was like a cage. It was like a WWE cage match. Oh, let me see this. That's honestly awesome, though. That's crazy. Right? I couldn't imagine going to that big of a stadium and having to watch a game on a football field through a cage. Like, that is way too big. Yeah. Like, I'd be sitting in the upper deck trying to freaking squint through these bars, trying to figure out who's, like, lined up on the left side. You're like, what's, what's going be impossible, on? Yeah. There's got to be something around. Because it was, like, straight up like a chain link fence. Um, Raiders, Mexico City, defense. But then there was that other incident of uh, Derek Carr taking the lasers to the eyes. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's been happening a lot more. Oh, are they doing that even years. even here? Yeah, I don't think – I wouldn't yeah. expect that to be something – a specific problem in uh... – what am I saying? Um, am I fucking crazy? I'm. I swear to God, Mike. There was a whole ass cage around the field. I don't know why I can't find this one's the closest thing I can find. It's. It's not as. It's not quite what I remember seeing, when it happened. But uh, this shows a pretty uh pretty rough view, of the, of the game. Okay. You can see there's barbed wire right here, and then just like the shittiest chicken wire fence. But I think I think it might be around the perimeter here. So I thought it was straight up around the field, but I think it's around like the track and grass area. I think they just had yeah. a fence up around there, um, <laughs> just to make sure nobody jumped onto the field or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that. no field runners. You know, I'm sure the M- NFL takes out extra insurance, and I don't know if they get a bonus to go and do these games. But I don't know. Obviously, Mexico City. That's like it's not Porter. Puerto, no, not Puerto Rico. It's not Puerto Penasco. It's not Rocky Point. It's it's a well um, developed area. It's uh, just as good as a lot of cities in America. From what I've seen from pictures, Mexico City looks beautiful. Honestly, it's it's a it's a nice city. Like you said, it's a massive stadium. They play, I, I would guess, assume soccer matches there. Um, mm-hmm. And those soccer open air soccer stadiums are always crazy. So 
Uh, but I would just, I would be anxious. You know, you're going to, a, you're, anytime you're going to a foreign country, I mean, me, if you're not someone who is accustomed to that or not traveling, not a world traveler, I mean, I expect a lot of these NFL guys with the amount of money they have probably have traveled the world. But, um, you know, you hear a lot of things on the news about Mexico. That's all I'm trying to say is that, you know, you, you see all these cartel blood money stuff and I would be a little nervous, you know, especially if you're a, a well-established person, you know, um, your your face, you could be worth a lot of money if someone kidnapped you. But that maybe I've seen too many movies. Oh, oh man, the, yeah. I mean, playing in Mexico City, it, it's not like going to London, like the teams of like the Jaguars go to right, London right, right. Year. The London it's Jaguars. definitely a different environment. Um, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I know. I feel like we were supposed to go a couple of years ago. Um, but it might have been kind of right around the COVID outbreak, so they canceled it. I might be wrong oh, yeah. on that. But um, the Cardinals always find themselves being that team that goes to Mexico, I feel, uh, yeah. uh, when it happens. But, yeah, they got to handle, handle that business. 49ers should be a super easy team to handle, I feel like, this year. We should get the season sweep on them again. Yeah. And hopefully you can handle business with the Chargers. But, man, after that bye week, uh, I don't want to spend a crazy amount of time on this. I do want to kind of get your uh, final viewpoints on what some of Kyler's teammates have been saying about him, sticking up for him, yeah. and uh, before we call it a night. But this schedule, man, I'd love to see the strength of schedule where we're at. It has to be a top five, I mean, because to finish out the season, I know you have the Falcons and the Niners to like, for your last two weeks, but yeah. this is another, you know, three game stretch right here with some of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, you know, the Denver Broncos are only going to be better bringing in Russell Wilson. Uh, it's going to be your first time facing him outside of a Seattle Seahawks uniform. Yeah. Uh, the New England Patriots, Mac Jones is only getting better. Um, they're going to be an up and coming team. Bill Belichick always seems to find a way uh, for his teams to be competent and, you know, pressuring within playoff runs and you're going to have to play Tommy boy, Tom Brady on Christmas day. Uh, and at least that one's at home. So that, or that'll be nice. Oh, that is uh, that's hopefully we can, I was, I was about to say, hopefully we can shut Bruce Arians up, but I think he's already been shut up by uh, Tom Brady since he's come back. So yeah, <laughs> uh, that'll be enough, enough, a nice, uh, a nice tough stretch to really see what this team is measured uh, before going into the playoffs and and see if we can really get things kick-started and finished the way that we want um, compared to the past couple of seasons. So. Yeah. So all in all, though, uh, do you project a winning season? Do you, you ex Is it your expectation that with this roster and with this schedule we're looking at that the, you can write the Cardinals into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, my expectation is a minimum of 11 wins from this team. Obviously, things break down. I know, Chris, you were talking about earlier, it's it's not if, it's when. You'll have a major piece that gets hurt for your team. Right. So it's how, you know, who stays healthiest the best, who has guys step up, and, you know, who can really put themselves in prime position going into the playoffs. But this is a minimum – 11 win team to me uh, with the pieces yeah. that you're added uh, with the other thing you have to think about too is yeah DeAndre Hopkins misses the first six weeks 
But what has happened with him the past couple of seasons? It's almost been kind of like a Chris Paul situation. Towards the back half, he's been hurt. You know, maybe that extra time off to start the season has him well-rested by the time he comes back uh, and he can finish off the campaign strong and be ready to go when it's playoff time. So, yeah, this team, dude, it's uh, – I know we've already kind of talked about what we need out of them and what are the expectations, but I – I have to get a playoff win this year. Um, I have to be getting close to an NFC championship game uh, because that's the trajectory that you're on. That's where you have to be. Mm -hmm. And if not, you have to start making changes. I know that they've signed uh, Steve Kahn to an extension. Uh, They did the same with Cliff too, right? I believe so. They gave him some extra time as well. And I'd say – Deservedly so for Cliff because, I mean, progress is progress. That's what you want, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I would reward progress. Obviously, it sucks the way that we finished the last couple of seasons. Uh, Steve Kime is a whole other deal and what we can talk about. We could do a whole podcast just about Steve Kime. Oh, seasons. man. But, uh, yeah, we, we can break down do some today. of his best. Uh, but, you know, you got to start thinking about, okay, if you're not following the path, then what are, are the moves that you have to make? So, Yeah. And I think they, there are a lot of good questions that are going to have to be asked and we're going to, and only time will tell. And I think some of these questions we could ask to this guy right here, um, an hour and five minutes into our live broadcast, <laughs> better late than never. Cody, oh Tallman. Tallman. What well, no. What's going on, man? How are you doing, sir? Sorry, I um you vaping? I was vaping, yeah. Um so my, my bad. Um I was laying down. <laughs> um the light. That's all you had to say. You took a light nice lay down with the coolest light. Yeah, so I made it though. I apologize. You guys I was telling you, I was like, this is late, dude. This is fucking late. Um, better late than never. Yeah. Well, what was the question though? The grind doesn't stop, man. No, we were just talking about we were just talking about a lot of different stuff. We're trying to we were kind of going through the schedule here. Um, I'm gonna like pull it back it. up in a second. But um, schedule. So bad. yeah, we will have some. Yeah. No, we're gonna have some questions for you. Well, uh, there was one portion because. Go ahead. We were going through this. Um, Real quick, Mike, it did uh, show that Cliff and Kaim are both signed through 2027. So it's five-year extensions for both of them. That's fucking wild. So they're all in. They're I'm all okay in on these guys. Are you guys upset with that? No. Uh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I well, like I, it. I'm okay with, I'm okay with signing uh, Cliff to that extension because they've shown progress like since Kime? he's been here. I like Kaim. I don't like Kime. Kime's the man. I mean, we're, getting to the, we're getting to the well, point where like, Kime, Kime's track record. Bidwell. He's butt buddies with Bidwell. Come on. I know. That's why he's, Obviously. Yeah, that's why he's still sticking around. Yeah, it's I'm, gonna surprised, I'm surprised he didn't get the boot a couple of different times. Oh, uh, man. Well, I'm surprised he didn't get the boot with Steve Wilkes, to be honest his, with his you. Job, his job was on the line when he drafted Kyler. And Kyler, he won Rookie of the Year. He did all that shit. So that's why his his ass was saved by Kyler. So, but isn't but 
isn't it isn't that same conversation coming back to the forefront with Kyler not signing and like almost holding out and whatnot? Well, no, it's it's not coming. No, no, because well, you, you know they're gonna sign him, right? We all know that he's gonna get signed. He's gonna get a deal before the fucking season starts. We why all is know it that. Not, why Everybody is it not done yet, though? Yeah, but, but it it's gonna done? happen though. It's gonna happen though. I understand, but how come this is like what 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 are we holding out for now? Like, why are people dragging their feet? Why well, because, is this just being done? Because Quick quarterbacks to- quarterbacks don't get signed to a deal before the draft fucking starts. It happens. The draft's in, over. In no, no, the I'm draft's saying, over. No, I'm 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 talking about when his agent sent out that letter. So like, you don't get your fun. deal before the draft happens, man. You know, do you think he's going to get signed? He's going to get his deal in the summer. The problem I have, the problem I have with it is that they gave Kime and Cliff a five year extension. And Cliff, more than Kime, that extension says already tells Kyler's agent they're all in on Kyler. You take away your leverage in the negotiation process because his agent is sitting there going, Well, you just signed Cliff to five years. You're going to bring in another quarterback? No, the fuck you're not. You're going to keep Kyler. And we know you're going to keep Kyler. So pay us what we want. You know what's funny is um, uh, Cliff and Kyler have the same agent. I know that. Mike doesn't have a problem with it. I think it's a little sketch. But, well, I mean, I'm not I, saying it's all against it the rules or unethical or anything, but I just think it's like there's obviously a lot of insider knowledge being passed back and forth. Um, well, I, and so, I, I don't I, – Some someone has said something to them, okay, that somebody from inside of the organization, they, they have said something to Kyler and his agent. He knows he's getting paid. Is it a timing thing? Because right. I haven't seen I haven't seen one explanation about if this is because of like some if you do it at a certain time in the season, it has these kind of implications, tax or otherwise. Because if you're gonna pay Kyler, just fucking pay Kyler. Quit dicking that's, around and pussyfooting around and fucking pay the guy. That's that's how I've thought too. I've thought the same thing about that. <clears throat> just just okay. Well, if you're gonna pay him, just pay him then already. Yeah. Like quit. What are you create, waiting for? Quit creating this fucking big distraction. And making us fucking be on the center of ESPN talking about how Kyle, oh, he didn't show up to fucking uh, uh, non-voluntary fucking practice. Whatever, so whatever, doesn't matter. So he's yeah. going to get paid. We all know he's going to get paid. And what's yeah. funny is I don't like it. I, I don't think he should get paid. Well, listen, so I'm a big optics guy, right? And I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say whether he should or shouldn't get paid because obviously right now I think he's a top 20 quarterback in the league. So we got we got to work with what well, we got. Um, when you gave up Josh – Ro- not saying Josh Rosen would be the quarterback. What? It's only 32 teams. Of course, he's top 20. Yeah, and there's 12 he's teams top, that wish they had Kyler Murray. He's a top 10 there's, quarterback. There's a, in the league. there's a lot of Probably. Teams probably a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But my point being is that yeah, if you're if you knew you're gonna sign him, I'm a big optics guy. Before you hopped on, Cody, I was talking about these guys playing on Twitch, you know, and the optics of that coming off of a loss when Kyler Murray loses, takes his shower, or doesn't. Maybe he just does a little spritz with the axe body spray, and then he's on Twitch. I'm not gonna <laughs> di- dive into that conversation again. But I'm an optics guy, so the optics of giving the GM and the coach an extension, but not the player when you're out here on you're saying overall oh, and on Kyler, Kyler's our guy but we're not going to pay it. It just doesn't, as a fan, it doesn't make sense. So I need 
them to explain it to me either through a proxy like uh, John Gambadoro, you know, leak some information like, oh, the Cardinals are waiting for the 2022 season to officially start and the and they're going to do it or they're going to do it uh, after the new year in dis- in January or something. If you can even extend someone at that time of the year, I don't even know. But I need an explanation as to why it hasn't gotten done yet. I mean, we're literally two months away from the first preseason game. I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know why it hasn't happened yet. Um, I'm yelling at Cody like he has the answers. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't have Cody. Figure it uh, out. Cody, figure it out. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Let, let me, let me call Gambo. Do it. Um, uh, no, I don't. I don't. We don't. We don't have the answer. But that's the beautiful thing about it is we don't have the answer. So, do we yeah. need the answer? We all know what's going to happen. They're going to fucking pay him, and he's going to sit there and hopefully he doesn't suck ass. But they're gonna pay him. We we all know he's getting paid. All right. When was the last time that we had a quarterback like this for the Cardinals? It's been a very long time where we had a young quarterback who was actually good. Okay, he's good, right? He's good. Can we all agree that he's good? He's good. He's good. 100%. When was the last time we had a young quarterback that was actually good? I was probably barely even fucking born, dude. The last time that we had a quarterback this good. We've always traded. We got Carson Palmer's last time that we were good. And that was fucking that that's not the same. We we've never drafted somebody and had them in this good. So they're going to pay him. He's gonna get paid no matter what. He's gonna get paid. He's gonna get whatever the fuck he wants. Unfortunately, he's gonna get whatever the fuck he wants. So I guess we're gonna see how it goes. Yeah. And I mean, um, Obviously, his teammates are confident in him and think that he should get paid. Everyone from the fans to his teammates to the commentators on ESPN and Fox Sports, they all think that Kyler should get paid. Because like you said, we can all agree he's good. Mike thinks he's a top 10 quarterback. I'd probably want to look at a list of quarterbacks, but I, off the top of my head, I'm willing to agree. Uh, but D- DJ Humphreys here, if you, think, if you don't think Kyler is the Cardinals' future, then you're a plum fool. I've never heard that before, but... Wait, what is it? Plum, 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 a plum, You're a plum, a plum fool. fool. Is a fucking saying? What the fuck is well, that, DJ? Uh, where is he from? Like Georgia? Oh, it might be a southern fucking... thing. Uh, he played at Florida, so it's gotta be. Uh, your 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 plum, your plum. Then, fool. you know. Okay. Uh oh. You kind of, you kind of got robotic. You know, Zachary, yeah, you, you, you were like, saying, you're Mr. Robota right there, Mike. Let me take his screen off. I think he's me? struggling. Yeah, I think when you were sharing your screen, it, it am made I still, Am I still, still spazzing out? Yeah, you are. Am I still spazzing out? Yeah. Oh, bit. come on. Did you have something else you wanted to oh, share real goodness. quick? <laughs> oh, no. I was I was just basically saying, I mean, his teammates are backing him. They're confident in him. Zach Ertz, yeah. guy who has been a, um all-pro tight end, uh, he won with Philly, right? He won a um, a ring. He was on that team. Was he on that team? So. The Patriots? I mean, yeah, that that he's ago. saying that Kyler, Kyler yeah, is the most talented game. player he's ever been around. I mean, you got to just time the most one. He's the most talented player he's ever been around. That's what Zach Ertz, wow. Zach Ertz said. So well, I, I just don't know what we're waiting for at this point. I know that it's going to happen, but like, can't we just get it done? We're already waiting. 
we already have to freaking deal with D Hop being out for six weeks. You know, we already have to be thinking about what the next uh, what the next pin to drop is. Like, why can't we just get this? Well, I, 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 don't wanna, I don't really even care about him being out. Okay, that's that's not even going to be an excuse. You know, yeah, like you're, we're going to go into this season with Kyler Murray, and if if this is like his make or break it, like uh, who gives a fuck who is fucking lining up on the fucking sidelines with him dog like like who cares you know like this is like if he's gonna be the guy that be the guy you know what i mean well, so, well, I don't, you say it... last year last year was like oh well, d hop went out and we lost every fucking game we fucking collapsed that's ridiculous yeah. we cannot be so fucking solidified on this one particular wide receiver a wide receiver catches the ball how many times a game how many times does a wide receiver have the ball in their hands Tell me, maybe uh, seven times a game, maybe seven a guy, times. A guy like D Hop is getting fifteen targets. Oh, well, yeah, he's getting. 15 but it changes the way the defenses have to play too. Times. Nine yeah. times, right? They, how, it how depends who's doubling, who's extra DBs. Where do they have to go? Yeah, that well, kind of stuff. that kind of guy changes. Snaps are there in the game though? Like, like you think about how many times the ball is getting into someone's hand. We're talking about somebody that's going to have the ball in their hand maybe nine times a game if we're lucky. If we're lucky, if the ball is going to be in Diop's but hand nine times a game. Listen but to what Mike's saying though, because you have to you have to plan your defensive set as if he is going to get the ball on every single play, every single yeah, passing well, no, play. I, I want him to get believe Diop's going to get the ball times. I want him to fucking be the quarterback, you right? Know? But just his um, just his just his presence on the field though, I can't help but think that if we had him for the Chiefs in this Rams game here, and even the well, Raiders games, those defenses are going to have to adjust to having two top tier wide receivers on the field. Oh, at no, the same no, time. no, I, you're right. I'm, I'm really excited to see Hollywood and Hop. It's going to be good. It's going to be oh, really yeah. nice. It's going to be really nice. They're going to be really good. But what I'm saying is like, why are we so fixated on a player that's going to have the ball in their hands, maybe nine times a game, you know, like let, let, let's let's worry about James, you. let's worry about James Conner. Let's worry about fucking Kyler Murray. Let's worry about fucking how about the three tight ends that we have? How about the one that they just fucking wasted a second round pick on? Let let's worry about that. <laughs> I don't care about D Hop being out for six games. It doesn't matter. Like we can't use that as an excuse, right? Never, I I'm no, I agree excuse. with that. No, it's not going to be an excuse, and it's fine. It sucks. It sucks. Absolutely sucks. But. It's not going to be an excuse that we're going to take. If we go, okay. We're well, already right, saying that, though. We're not saying it's an excuse. Go, it's just the reality of the situation. Dude, if we go three and three without Hop, I'm happy. But you're, you're looking you at the schedule yeah. right now, and the schedule's tough, dude. It's tough. It's really tough. They, you, and they I, need I want to go, go to three that. and three if they want to make the playoffs. They need to go three and three if they're going to make the playoffs, right? At home? What was that? The, the Chiefs play. Um, it's home, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, in, in Arizona, dude, that'd be a fun game to go to. I don't know. I think Cody, going back to some of your comments before, where we were asking, like, what, why isn't Kyler signed yet? I think you might have just answered that as well, where you said it shouldn't matter what's going, or uh, you basically said this is his make or break year, right? So maybe that's what the front office is thinking as well, and why they keep dragging their feet because they're like. Oh, okay. I I think I need to see what's hap what happens this year, especially if a little adversity is thrown his way. You know, is he the guy? Is he the guy who's going to elevate all the know. pieces around him? You know, and, and, but the unfortunate thing is they don't have that time or luxury. 
They yeah. have to sign him before the season starts. Well, they they it have sucks. to, right? It sucks. They, they have, have to do it. To. It sucks. Well, it, it's kind of like the whole DA thing. It's like, well, pay DA, you know? Um, you have to. You well, yeah, absolutely well, have to because you can't let him walk away in free agency or anything like that. Well, because no, well, you can't. You can't. The, the number one overall pick in the draft, just like DA, it's like you can't not you get nothing do, yeah. from him. Like you, you literally have to get something out of it. You cannot sit there and not pee, not pee, <laughs> not pay DA when you wasted your first overall pick on him when you could have got fucking uh, Luka Doncic. No, you're gonna do something with him. You do a sign and trade, you get something out of it. Just like Kyler Murray. Okay, well, okay. So you spent your fucking top pick on it, and then when we're talking NFL, NFL first pick is way, way more, way more valuable than a fucking NBA first pick. So you're gonna sit there and say you're you're gonna get nothing out of the first pick on Kyler Murray? No, you are. Yep. You're, you're gonna get something out of it, whether you pay him or you fucking trade him. And you're not. They're not gonna trade him. They've already came out and said we're not gonna trade Kyler Murray. So there's not this. It's it's they're gonna pay him, and he's gonna get forty fucking five million dollars a year, and he's gonna get a five year fucking two hundred million dollar fucking bullshit contract. For his little tiny Yoda ass, baby ass, bitch ass, <laughs> um, and then, oh, no, no, I, I mean, no, I want him to be good, okay? Um, but I'm just saying, um, they're gonna pay him. It's we, everybody knows that, you know and, that. You, exactly. You know. He's at gonna get this paid. point. At this point, though, like, I just I need it to be fucking done so you can start focusing on moving forward and figuring out how you're going to game plan for your first six weeks without possibly the best wide receiver in the fucking NFL. I don't want to hear about what's happening with Kyler Murray's contract extension. Are there two parties friends anymore? What's going on? You need to get it done so you can start figuring out how you're going to be successful those first six weeks before D-Hop comes back against the Saints. Because if we're not ready to make a push in that third half of the season, the same way that we've faltered the past freaking two seasons and gone into the playoffs as lame fucking ducks or not made the playoffs the, t- uh, the season before last because we absolutely fell apart. Like, I, I, I can't have the extracurricular storylines going on anymore. I need these motherfuckers focused on football and figuring out what you're going to do without one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yeah, and I know you have new pieces coming in, know, but you just got to get it fucking done. Like, I don't understand what well, we're waiting no, they for. Do. Totally. They do. But what I want to know is, how are we going to beat the Rams? How are we going to be better than the sign, Rams? Sign Kyler Murray and freaking game plan for him. How, how, yeah. But, like, I, I just want to know, like, we can, do, we, can, uh, we can sign Kyler Murray, but he's still going to sit there and fucking throw a little pissy fit at the end when he lost the fucking Thank playoff you. with a minute Thank left. You. And sit out there and then and then fucking Colt McCoy and you're like, hey, you should probably finish this game with your teammates because everyone else is finishing the game, but you're not going to. Cool. You know, like so what, yeah. when is he gonna when is he gonna be a fucking leader? That's what that's all I care about. I, you I gotta want him to be a it's fucking good. man, you know, because yeah. he's not he's not he's not a man right now at all. And like it takes a lot to be a leader of men. He is not a leader of men. Ron Wolfley says it all the time. It, it takes a special character to be a leader of men. He is not a leader of men. And that's what scares me because yeah. he's, it's, it's, it's not, he, he's not shown it, you know, cause he's yeah. just being a child. 
And and if he can go out there and actually be a fucking leader on this team, then maybe we have a chance to do something good. But until that yeah. happens, we're fucked. We're absolutely fucked, you know? Yeah. But but you know, yeah, I mean, no, I guess I we can all sit here and be whatever, but like he he's not shown that yet. That he can literally sit there, like so that whole playoff game, that tells all of us exactly the type of person that he is. You know, and it and it's it's yeah. scary. It's it's kind of scary to see that. And should he get paid for that? No, he should not get paid for that. So I I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I think you're making a lot of great really points. Yeah. I no, I, I and you're right, but I want to put this all in perspective for you and tell you why you're right, but you're coming to the wrong conclusion. Um Kyler Murray's twenty four years old. You are you are always right, Cody. I can't deny that. No, he's only twenty four years old. Always wrong? Yeah, no, you are. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. So yeah. Kyler Murray, he's 24 years old. He's going to be 25 years old. You pointed out there he's not a leader of men yet. He has a huge ego problem. When he loses, he throws a tantrum. But you put yeah. him around the guys and in the right situation, and you hope you got to invest in Kyler Murray and hope that he grows into that leader you need him to be. But there's no guarantee. But when you have the raw talent, you have to pay him. Yeah, and but then you put him around some of the best players in the game. We're talking JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins. He had like, a year with Fitz. Like, there's there's so much talent on that football team that you're putting him around, and he's supposed to be the leader of that team. And we're talking about people that are established in this game. And yeah. if he couldn't pull it off, I, I don't know. I, I don't Cody, know. But to to kind of to kind of wrap it all up, and why I brought this point in the first place is that. You're right. He is immature. He's not a leader and he does have an ego problem. And so when you ask me, how are we going to beat the Rams? How is signing Kyler Murray going to help us beat the Rams? It's because he'll have his head right because he'll have his bank account and he'll have his contract under control where he can stop worrying about getting paid and getting this contract. And he can worry about the game plan and playing the game. This has to be taken care of before the season starts. If oh, Kyler yeah. Murray and his ego don't have this, the contract, all hell yeah. is going to break loose, and it's just going to be a garbage-wasted season. No, it, it'll happen next month. It'll happen. It needs to happen yeah. last month. Honestly, I, I don't understand it. Well, no, I'm I'm actually kind of I'm kind of proud of them that they're they're making them wait. <laughs> Are they waiting benefit, for somebody though? else to get signed? Like, is there another high-profile NFL quarterback that needs to get signed this offseason yeah. that they're waiting to see? No, no. Because I mean, that would make sense. Derek Carr just got his deal like are. Derek Carr just got his deal like three weeks ago. He just got paid like uh, 180 million or something. Good. Derek Carr just got paid. Um. The thing you no. the longer you wait, the more people are getting these record breaking contracts and becoming the highest paid quarterback well, in the league. Well, yeah, so, the, so what's yeah. funny is like if they would have paid him when that letter came out, like they probably would have saved a couple million dollars a year because they could have they could have signed him for like yeah. fucking 40 million flat. Now now they're gonna have to pay him like 45. 45, yeah. You know, like he's gonna get and that's what I'm thinking. Look, the longer you wait, you're losing your leverage and you're yeah. you're yeah. just making it harder on yourself if so does mike do you think that since they're not signing him that there's some hesitation there that they might not extend him because i we're all racking our brains here and can't think of any reason why it hasn't been done yet i haven't heard any reporting on why it hasn't been done yet so do you think there's like some lingering on hesitancy or on, that they might not do it I hope not. Uh, I, and I don't think so at this point. I think a lot of the dust has really settled from the first time when they 
you know, all of the deletion of the photos that happened. And then they had to basically ask Michael Bidwell, like, hey, are you guys like, what's the future? And he said, oh, yeah, free brand no shit. Yeah, like they're, they're, the, they're a part. And, you know, they probably have a lot of different things going on, especially with in-house HBO shit and trying to figure out how that's going to work with the team oh, yeah, as well. That, but, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they, maybe their whole plan, their game plan was like, okay, let's get through um, voluntary OTAs first. See if he shows up. Maybe see how invested he really is, and then it'll just be an easy thing to get done and kind of yeah. him, put those numbers where you know the market sits now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cody, you're right. I, they probably lost a couple of million a year. They did, yeah, they, him, but well, because they wait, and that's fine. I, I like that they did wait because they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not catering to him. Okay, he needs to know right. that he doesn't. He doesn't call the shots. Like we're, we're yeah. talking about a fucking uh, a goddamn NFL organization that you don't call the shots. You don't tell them what to do just because you think you're hot shit. You know, like that's yeah. I like I appreciated that part, but we all know that he's gonna get paid. They're gonna pay him. You know. He's gonna get it because yeah. you don't like we we have never had this type of quarterback before, you know. And I wish he was fucking six five. I wish he Everyone was. Does. Yeah, I, I I wish he wasn't fucking five eleven. You know. Yeah. Uh, I wish he was shorter than me. You know, I five eleven on his best day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's he's out when he's strapped yeah, into the yeah. No, I, I wish he was. I wish he had more of that to him. But he's he's a polarizing player, and he's unfortunately he's all that we have at this time. So he's gonna get paid. But why they're waiting so long? I don't know why. Because right, we all I know think... it's coming. They they even know it's coming too. You yeah. know, and then, and then we, yeah. I just said Derek Carr just got paid. Why is it? Why is it taking them so long to pay them? I I, I don't know. But well, what? What you said there a second ago really got me thinking that you might be onto something is that they want to show that Kyler's not in control of these negotiations. But no, behind the it. scenes, maybe Cliff and the agent are talking where they're saying, hey, meet us halfway so it still looks like we're in control. Show up to a few voluntary workouts while we're working out the contract. And then on July 10th, we're going to we're going to lay the contract out in front of you. We'll all sit down and sign it. Maybe they have some kind of thing like that where they know, like, hey, by the by this date, by July, whatever, by August, whatever, we're gonna ha- we're all gonna have sat down. But we need in the meantime, we need you to meet us halfway, show you're serious, and show that this is a mutual thing, and not like you have us by the balls or like we have you by the balls. Maybe maybe that's maybe it's all an optics play again. Big optics guy. Maybe uh maybe maybe that's what it is. But um not we're. And again, we could do a whole show on Kyler Murray and his contract uh, and his two extremes. Uh, no, we could. Did you look at the schedule yet? Did you guys go over the schedule? Yeah. So we were going through that, and I don't want to rehash too much of it. But I wanted to ask you, Cody, me personally, um, right before you hopped on, I was about to bring this up. I think this is the most crucial portion of the schedule. Coming off of the Mexico City game into a Sunday um, afternoon game in at home. But I think it's huge that it's at home, right? Because you'll have that whole week at home to prepare. And then you go into the bye week at home and come out of the bye week at home on a we're Monday. Really bad. So, we're bad at home last last year. Yeah. And that's going to have to change for sure. But 
I think this is the most crucial in my opinion because it gives you the most amount of rest. It comes this week 13 by comes late in the season. We're going to need it. Hop will obviously still be the most fresh out of all of them, but there's going to be, like we said, like me and Mike were saying, I, I think you, it was right before you hopped on. You can always write in injuries. Every team is going to have a handful of injuries every season, whether it's a season ending injury or a game or two, it's going to happen. So you can pretty much assure that by week 13, we're going to need that rest to maybe get some guys healthy um, get our guys that are healthy, refreshed, and recharged. And then going into this home stretch, um, it's a tough Broncos game. That's a tough Bucks game. Um, Mike said Mac Jones is looking good and coming yeah. into his own. Even at home, I think Patriots fans travel. And like I was saying, transplant state, transplant city, there's a ton of these motherfucking New England Patriots fans out here. Even hangovers from the Tom Brady era. Um, same with the Bucks fans. These fans. These fan bases are the same right here. Remember, we went to the game that didn't even matter last year. We went to the last game of the season, the first 18 game ever, first week 18 ever. We went to that game, and mm. there was a bunch of Seattle fans there. It doesn't matter. Okay, that game yeah. didn't even fucking matter. Like we were already in the fucking playoffs, you know. Mm. And then, and then even uh, even if we lost the game or won the game, we would have won the division. The Rams already decided it. Yeah, but. I don't know. That, that's that's bad. We have a really tough schedule, and I and then we can't sit here and say we can't just write off the 49ers like they're nothing either. 49ers are going to be a good team. No, they are. Yeah, yeah we, we can write off this. We can write off the Seahawks. That's fine, but we can't write off the Rams. Write off the, the Niners. They're they're going to be a tough team to play. You know, you know I, 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 well, you know I, I, yes. No, I, I bet you they keep Garoppolo. I bet you they do. But, but, then, but then if if Seattle fucking trades and gets Mayfield, I mean I want that to happen because I, I I like Mayfield. I do. There's no way that they're gonna trade him now with everything that's uh, yeah, going no, on with Deshaun Watson. You're probably right, Mayfield's but... Mayfield's gonna get cut probably. Or because how does he step back into that locker? That would be the dumbest. Dis- but, but the, the, Seahawks, the Seahawks are gonna sign Mayfield. You guys want to take a bet? I mean, Someone will sign him. I can Seahawks. see it, but no, what the fuck are the going to do? You don't sit if there with Lockett. No, come on. Let's talk about – you don't sit there with Lockett and fucking Metcalf, and you don't go out and try to do a splash play and get a fucking quarterback. You don't just you trade – you don't just trade one of the top five quarterbacks in the fucking league and not do anything to fucking return it. They're going to fucking get – they're going to sign Mayfield. I know Mayfield's not top five quarterback, but they're going to do something to get – you, you don't waste that type of talent on that football team because they have talent on that football team. And right now it's going to be wasted if they'll do something. But if they get Mayfield, that's going to be bad for us, which I hope they don't. Uh, but I still think we could beat them. We'll be fine. Yeah, I, we, we could we'll totally be beat them. We'll be fine. Mayfield beat his ass. Well, no, we, we, we could beat them. But, like, if, if they get, but if they get Mayfield, then – well, we're, we're it doesn't make them a better team. Tyra Lockett, fucking DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson. But yeah, but like, but they take steps backward. Probably throw a pass to fucking DK Metcalf, and he could fucking run at fifty yards. Yeah, you know? maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter who's throwing the ball as long as they have someone that's abs- like actually serviceable that can do it and run the fucking system. Then it's gonna be good. They're, they're gonna be fine, and that's what scares me. I don't, I don't like that. So, but. Anyway, so but here's here's another question though: Is Baker Mayfield's uh, whole 
relationship with Cleveland that soured to the point where they won't hold on to him if something happens with the Deshaun Watson cases and everything like that? Like his his time in Cleveland is absolutely done. Like it's non salvageable at all. Dude, they, they I don't think so. They, fucking, they guaranteed two hundred and thirty million dollars to Deshaun Watson. What do you mean? I know, but if all the cases go through and he's freaking found guilty, I think they can get no, 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 they, free and they need somebody. That they, they excused him. him from OTAs. And they said it was a mutual agreement. They excused, they said, Hey Baker, we don't want to do, don't don't show up. And he said, Okay, I won't oh, okay. So it's yeah, their relationship yeah. is it's done. done. Okay. It's absolutely yeah. done. They're gonna they're gonna give him away yeah. for nothing or next to nothing. Like I would well, so, be they caught him, they get zero zip, nada. But they they're gonna be part of his him. contract. Yeah, they're gonna trade him for probably a fucking fifth round pick just to get rid of him, get something in return. No, no, no. Listen, yeah, exactly. Maybe if that's yeah, the you're right. Like, no, 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 I mean, you're no, no, okay. You're right. Point, you're right. So long. He, they're they're probably gonna trade him for a fifth or fourth round pick. Maybe, yeah. The best I think best you get is a fifth round pick because it's all aired out, right? You know that he's lost, he can't go back in that locker room. You know the Browns are in a tough spot where they yeah, yeah, have to get rid of him. So if you're a GM, you're like, I'm not giving you anything for this guy. You're lucky I'm taking his contract on. I should let you take 10 million of it while I pay the rest. Everybody is seeing that. They know that. They know that that it's so sour that like the, the Browns have no say in it to where like they can't even they have no leverage. You know, like this, this that's why these teams are like, yeah, cut him, cut him, cut him. We'll sign him, we'll sign him, cut him, cut him. Because they literally have no leverage right now because they know that that relationship is so sour that they're just waiting. All these teams don't want to trade for him because they know he's going to get cut ultimately. And it, yeah. it's, it sucks. But yeah, here, here you go, Mike. Right from a uh, fan sided. Um, Rumor Baker Mayfield's expected to be released by the Browns. Wow. So, yeah, they legitimately. Uh, the only other thing I was seeing is that um, the Panthers might be interested. I don't know if that's through a trade. Because, obviously, a trade would guarantee that you get him. If he goes to the free agency, any number of teams could make an offer yeah. or play at him. So, if you're a team that really thinks Baker could be the guy and he's worth going to get, you would, you would um, I yeah. mean, Right, maybe if you're a Seattle, but you just but, Seattle. He, uh, I, I don't know if there's. What's good for Seattle is um, he's already he's already said he wants to go to Seattle. So oh, Sean Alexander so told Seattle gets, that he shouldn't go. No, no, Baker wants to go to Seattle. So then you sit here and well, you go. That's too bad. Okay, so if he gets, yeah, it's too, it is too bad. <laughs> but if he, if he gets cut, then he gets to pick wherever the fuck he goes. And this is Baker's blowjob face. Like, Sorry. That's probably the best. That's probably the best scenario, right? Where he could go, where he's going to get reps right best. away and yeah. be the number one option. The and not even debatable. All right. Would you go to Seattle? to fight with Sam Darnold. Uh, if, if, I mean, if I'm all about playing, I'm going to Seattle because I know I'm going to have Seattle too. Spot. All, all, yeah. all, all day, dude. All day. Because who? What? Their, their guy right now is Geno Smith. Oh, good lord, man! Drew Locke and Gino, and Gino yeah, just had a Gino, Gino just got a DUI. Anybody else that'll go in there? Oh, <laughs> Gino just got a DUI. Oh, Gino got a DUI. Ay, ay, ay. Oh he no! He did, yeah. Was he sleeping at the wheel? No, he didn't. Michael Floyd it. <laughs> no. But yeah, I think. To wrap up this uh, 
a lot of these conversations. Uh, I think the Cardinals do have a tough schedule ahead of them. Uh, I think, yeah, 11 wins is what we need. Uh, will we get it? It's going to depend on how the momentum's swinging at any given point in the season. Can you when you look at the first 16? Yeah, I'll pull it up again. All right, sorry. My computer can I'm sure you guys already talked about it. I know. We definitely did. I'm over here looking at my work. Yeah, what the, I'm just what having anxiety. I'm having anxiety looking at my work notes for tomorrow. Well, don't do that. Close, it. Close the booklet, man. You're working right now. Well, no. <laughs> no. Nah. All right, so do we want to just rapid fire then go through this and we'll say if it's win yeah. or loss? Oh, yeah. All right, so everyone keep track of their own wins. Uh, Chiefs at home. Loss. That's a loss. Uh, Raiders away. Win. No, oh, that's a loss. Mike's going win. I'm going loss. I like it. I like the difference. Um, LA Rams at home. Loss. We, we always lose. We always yeah, lose at home to the Rams. Uh, week four, Carolina Panthers in Carolina. When dude, we haven't we haven't beat the Panthers in the past six times. I, I will take the win though. I'll going, take the win. Going back to I think it was twenty fifteen with Ryan Lindley. I will take the win. The year before. Okay. All right. All right. I hope so too. I, I'm taking the win too. I am for the record, I think the that if we start 0 and three, this is a game you have to win. You cannot yes. start 0-4 um, and win, have to win it. So then going into week Eagles. five, you carry that momentum and you beat the Eagles at home. Loss. Yeah, e- loss against the Eagles? Yeah. You think it hurts and – I mean, they'll be better this year. Yeah. You think loss. Smith it- will take a step up? Loss. Okay. All right. All right. I, got, I got a dub. Yeah, I got a dub there too. Uh, week six in Seattle. Oh, they're lumen field. They're lumen field now. You got a We're, shit pumping. I thought it's shit pumping. Weren't they CenturyLink field before? Yeah, it's lumen field now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because CenturyLink sucks so much yeah. they couldn't afford to sponsor a stadium anymore. It's a uh, great city, though. Is it? Yeah, Seattle's great. Yeah. It's All right, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um. So. Play. Week seven, we get D Hop back, and we're at home against the New Orleans Saints. I'll take win. the dub. Win. Yeah, big big win. Big win. Oh, yeah. Huge um, win, dude. That, I feel like that would be the game to go to this year. That place is going to yeah. be juice. They're going yeah. to fucking smack them. There's, oh a, there's some pretty big ones. I think week four is a big game this year. Yes, I think week yeah. seven I, is I definitely fucking, a big game. Week 10 would be a big game. Um, <laughs> but then after that, we're back on the road in week eight against the Vikings. When, uh, they got some pieces, but when, uh, win there. When, I, think, fuck, I, think Patrick, I think Patrick gets his win this year, so that's a loss for me. No, I got yeah. I got dubs all day. I hope he I'll tears take a- his I told I hope he tears his ACL. <laughs> Damn. The animosity is real. I so despise I despise him. That's understandable. I'm not a big Pete uh, Pete fan either. You have a signed fake jersey though. Do you guys want to buy it? No. It I'll auction it off later. I also have a signed Kyler Murray football. Do you want that? Save that and we'll auction it I'll off. I'll take it. I'll put it next to my DA signed basketball right here. Okay, there you go. Put it right there. Yeah, I got some All blank right. space. Pass it to me. Over here. Yeah, it's over there. You can't see it on the cool. Okay. Um, Seahawks week nine. Well, Seahawks we're, week nine. We're gonna we're gonna clean them out this year. Shit pumping. Win. Shit pumping win. Yeah. We need a fifty-two to zero win against the Seahawks this year. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they beat us fucking like sixty to zero? Yes. 
That's what we're yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh shit, I made the wrong screen. Um so then we're back uh, week week ten. So we're, we're gonna we're split, gonna we're split with the Rams. We'll I think one. so too. We get one. So we get one. Yeah. That's a dub. Especially depending on how healthy we are. We have D Hop. We should be rolling by yeah. this point in the season. Yeah. Um Monday so then, night against the Niners. In Mexico City. Win. Win, 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 win. I'll I'll go I'll go win. I think we win that one. Going in. Going in. Going win. win. Perfect. So then coming back home uh to State Farm Stadium for week twelve against the LA Chargers. That's the one that's the one where I think we lose because I I I feel like the team coming off a short week having to travel. And then playing one of the better teams in the NFL and the AFC West. They're too good, man. Justin Herbert's think, too good. We lost. I think there'll it. be too many guys that can taste the bye week that they yeah. don't show up properly. But they're, they're too good, game. though. Yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, they're only wait, getting better. Wait. Bye week, we lose the bye week. Oh, we lose lost. the bye week somehow. Oh, wait, never mind. The Patriots fucking win. Fuck the Patriots. Yeah, well, I yeah, I got this one talking about. Yeah, we got to come back with a fresh, you know, fresh after a trip. Um, well, I, you know, I will shit a brick if we lose that game. Don't underestimate Mac Jones and Bill Belichick, man. Oh, I Mac think <laughs> any given Sunday, no, we're gonna the, the, win that fucking game. We're gonna we better win that game. I swear to God, that's the. I know. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm right. If off we lose win. every other game, but if we lose that game, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. Anyway. I, I have too many uh I have too many Patriots fans that are in my house and around me. So we have <laughs> to tune into the episode one. after December twelfth, uh, and we'll see how Bonus Bonus feeling Bonus after Bonus that Bonus game. Bonus. Yeah. So Dude, I remember when we played them uh we played them last time, it was like three years ago, four years ago. I watched that game. Season. You were with me, we were at Doc Nettie's. Yeah. Were you there? Me and we lost we lost by that field goal at the end. Oh yeah, yep. That was when Larry made, made that crazy like falling uh, over catch. And they they beat us by three points. That, that was, was like a year, four years. That ago. was the year after we went to the NFC Championship game, and it, we were supposed to be great, and then we were fucking mediocre. No, that yeah. was um a whole year. You sure? Yeah, that was the yeah. year after we made the, we made the NFC Championship game because then go we back, played. Uh, schedule. I know and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo started for no, him because uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Tom, was, uh, was Tom Brady was yeah he was out yeah he was um suspended or, or he was suspended he's suspended yeah and then we played them week one and they beat us at home it was at home yep um, okay uh, Broncos so Broncos <sighs> oh God that's that's gonna be tough man in, in Denver why do we have such a oh, tough schedule dude. Oh, I don't like God. it. I don't think we win. I don't think we win that game, man. Yeah, I don't think we win that game. Yeah, I'm saying no. it. I'm writing it in L there. I mean, Fucking if they pull Russell out, Wilson, man. Russell Wilson finds a way. Tampa Bay L. Oh, I got dubbed, bro. At I think home, freaking, yeah. Let's go, cool, man. We can take we'll that on one. Christmas. Guys, eat those fuckers on that game. It might be the last game that we could see Tom Brady ever play. Christmas Day game. Oh, I don't know Christmas. if I can, if you can get, if you, yeah, it's Christmas Day. Come on, let's go. If you well, can get some Christmas tickets, yeah, you're on ticket duty. Huge, that's huge. Talk to your landscapers. <laughs> oh, that's right. All right yeah, I'll see what I can. Inside scoop. 
I'll see if I can I like do it. That's good. I like it. And then your reward at the end of the season, if you uh, are doing good, I think these are dubs, right? Two dubs. Yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta's Cody's really worried about the 49ers, but I am. I think we split with them too. I think we lose that game. The only, I feel like the only way that I would see that week 18 being a loss is if like our position is already set same way that uh, the Seahawks game happened this year. But we're already in the playoffs. We probably got guys who weren't playing and uh, yeah. we're just worried about seeding and whatnot. So. Yeah. so what do you guys have then for what was your tally for their projected All right. schedule? All right, I'm going um, nine and eight. So you're a pessimist. I got 11 and 6. I got 12 and 5. 12 and 5. You think they're going to be 9 and 8, Cody? Yeah. 9 and 8. Yes, sir. You think they're going to do that much worse this year? Yes, 9 and 8. Well, that's still a winning record. Come on, Mike. God. Dude, we were 8 and 1 to start last year. We were 10 and 2 to start last year. See what happened with that? Well, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Work. Levels, progression. We, no, we I have to. Think, I think that's, the, why, that's why I picked the way that I picked, because we have to be. I, I think <laughs> we, schedules, we have to be that way. Yeah, no, well, dude, trust me. I want to sit here and say they're going to go fucking 16-0, 17-0, whatever. Um, But the schedule's tough. Our team doesn't really help. D-Hop's out for six games. So I'm just being realistic on my expectations for them. And um, unfortunately, it's it's low. And the schedule is really, really tough. And the Niners are good. Okay, you can't sell. You, the Niners are good. All right. Rams are good. Obviously, the Rams won the fucking Super Bowl. And they whooped us in the fucking playoffs. And then you don't even know what the fucking Seahawks are going to do. If the Seahawks get fucking uh, Baker Mayfield, they get somebody that's even – remotely serviceable at quarterback, maybe we lose that game. Maybe we lose one of the games, you know? Yeah. So possible. Very possible. It's it's all about what honestly it's all about what Kyler Murray does. So maybe he shows up. Maybe he's the man. Maybe he does another, you know, first eight games of the season. He's the fucking MVP fucking front runner. But maybe not, you know? So I don't know. I just don't that's why they're nine and eight. It's hard to say. Yeah, that's why they're nine and eight. Yeah. I I could see it. Like I honestly, I could see nine and eight. I could see twelve and four. Is that correct? No, twelve and five. What do you say, Mike? Because there's 12 seventeen. Five. Twelve yeah, and five. Yeah. I, yeah. Now there's seventeen games. The it's team be has close. enough talent. I wouldn't see it the other way. I I just wouldn't see it the other way that they're like five and twelve this Dude, year. We you have know, to I go to that, that. that deep of a digression. We have to go to that Buccaneers game. <laughs> You gotta get tickets, brother. You gotta find a way. Then you gotta find a way. If you find a way. If I buy tickets, will you guys go? Depending on pricing. Don't buy them just thinking that we're gonna pay for them. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah. Make sure you text us. Make sure you text us before you don't NBA finals me. You NBA know that those ticket prices were pretty good comparative to well, what no, it's just like four dollars. Like, oh, it was it was maybe two hundred. Yeah, I should have gone to that game. It was maybe two, it was maybe two hundred because of uh, the priority that we got with the season tickets. Yeah, it was, Dude, it was 400. Like, 
some of those game seven tickets uh for this last uh no it was like uh, game it was like game three or series two was like 800 plus game two was game two yeah. Like, bro, I'm not spending 800 bucks to go to the game seven in the second round. In the second what round? What the fuck are you talking about? No, no, no. The... <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying this year. So those prices. No, I'm, I'm, talking, prices I'm talking last year when they were in the finals against the Bucks. Oh, no, that's, and that's what I'm saying. I got freaking game one, game two tickets for like 212. Yeah, that's a steal. That's pretty fucking good. I would pay that in a heartbeat to go to the finals game, man. Yeah, I should. I should pay $800 to go to game seven in round fucking two. My Unbelievable. God. Unbelievable. Well, fellas. What are these people doing out here? Right. We can uh, we can chop it up a little bit once we close the stream here, but we're, we're creeping up on the two-hour mark. Um, I know Cody's got a lot more to say because he was an hour late to the party, but you'll just have to tune in to the next episode of the Heat Check Podcast live this was our first live taping i think we're still gonna do uh the monthly meetup this guy will be late of course um but that's okay so we'll, we'll meet up um probably in a couple weeks here three weeks expect that we'll do at least one of these uh once once a week uh probably get another round table going uh the beginning of next month or sometime but just tune in man hit that subscribe button find us on facebook mike's managing the twitter uh cody's Tallman is being Tallman. Follow Tallman on Instagram. Um, did you guys, Mike, I'll hand it over to you first. Did you, or actually, no, let me hand it over to Cody first. Cody, do you have any last words on uh, Arizona Cardinals, Arizona sports? I, I do not, no. Um, love all you guys. You guys are the best. I'm sorry I was late. Okay, I apologize. Um, Better late than never. Yeah, but but like, uh, like what Chris Pat said, like, subscribe, keep following, have fun, all right? Yes, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yes, sir. That's all you got, Mike? No, man. Uh, I'm ready for training camp to start. I'm, uh, I want to get out there this year. So maybe we'll do some special content for um, out at training camp or some stuff like that. Oh, dude, don't don't tap me keep, with a good time. Keep keep these content wheels turning. Chris, I appreciate I, I, you. No, I, I appreciate you, man. You tell me. What, you tell me when. We're going to get it done, baby. You you tell me to jump. I say how high. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you all. I'm going to try and play this outro. This might be a little clunky, so bear with me. But uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.